everyone, I'm super excited to bring you today's episode. I just finished recording this with our community and with Joe Manos and Mackenzie Linders here at the Mindfire team, as well as a bunch of other people behind the scenes that are helping you bring today's content. Today's session is focused on helping our service providers, meaning commercial printers, agencies, marketing services companies who are looking to take their sales to the next level, to take their offering to the next level by providing their clients what's called opti-channel services. So here in this conversation, it's a panel discussion. We're talking about the different ways that service providers can start to embrace opti-channel. We start by defining what it is and clarifying some of the, the misnomers around the strategy. And then we dig into the top questions submitted by the community. If you're watching me on video, you can see me holding the questions here. I go through these questions, I throw them at McKenzie and Joe, and we contrast our perspectives on these to help you, whether you're a commercial printer, an agency, a marketing services company, or a B2B, B2C brand, you can learn how to adopt this strategy and improve these services that you're selling to your clients, if you're a service provider, so that they build their brand, they generate more leads, and they grow their sales dramatically better than other mechanisms for doing this. All right, so I hope you enjoy this session. I'm gonna jump right into it here, and I look forward to seeing you in the episode. Bye-bye. I'm Dave Rosendahl, president here at MindFire. We have the unique opportunity of being able to work with literally thousands of commercial printers, implants, agencies, marketing services companies, and their B2B and B2C clients. And what we do is we help those organizations grow brand, drive leads, and grow their sales using what's called opti-channel marketing and selling. And we're going to be talking about that today. That's the, the point of this whole panel today is to really dive into understanding what that's all about. And so we have this unique opportunity from our vantage point here at MindFire, being able to work with um, service providers. So these are folks like many of you, commercial printers, agencies, marketing services companies, and all the brands that you see here on the screen. We really help them do two things. One is we help you, whether you're a printer, an agency, a marketing services company, we enable you with technology and services that you can use to build opti-channel campaigns for your clients. So everything that we're bringing you today is from that hand-to-hand -hand knowledge of what's actually happening in the market right now so that you can learn from what McKinsey and Joe are seeing there on the leading edge. The other thing that we do with many of our clients is we help them get inside their client base, get inside of their target market, and help them market and sell more of opti-channel services for sure, but also their other services, things like print, wide format, direct mail, et cetera. So the vantage point that I'm bringing you all of this information from today is this hand-to-hand -hand combat, if you will, this hand-to-hand -hand contact that we have where we're able to gather all of these insights and bring that information to you. So Mackenzie and Joe are gonna uh, be the two that I'm going to be throwing these questions at. I have literally here in my hand, hundreds of questions. We're not gonna be able to get to all of them, but I have handpicked a few that I'm going to use to help you understand how are other organizations like yours, other printers, other agencies, other implants, how are they marketing these services? How are they selling them? How are they servicing their clients? And we're gonna get into the details, things like pricing, margins, things of that nature that are on your mind. And so with that, 
I'm going to first uh, bring up Mackenzie Blinders. I want to introduce Mackenzie briefly so that where she is in the organization, her vantage point, where what she gets to see is all of the new clients that come into the Mindfire family. So her vantage point is with those new clients as they come in with their hopes, their aspirations, their goals, their problems that they're trying to solve. She sees folks as they come in the door. So she's got a very unique view on what it is that your peers are looking to do and how they're solving those challenges. Mackenzie, welcome. Thank you, thank you. So happy to be here. This is gonna be a great session. And before we dive in, just to say thank you all for submitting your questions. They were actually some fantastic questions. So looking forward to going through there and hopefully providing you some what I call actionable value that you can take to bring your uh, solutions to your customers and to your organization. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Mackenzie, for being here. I know how busy you are. Um, so I appreciate you being here and sharing with the community. And also, I don't know that he really needs any introduction, but I've got Joe Manos also here with us today. His vantage point, just so you know where he is inside of the organization, is he and his part of the, uh, the MindFire team oversee all of the clients inside of MindFire, all of our family members, as we call them. So all of the logos that you saw on the previous screen, all of those are part of his organization. And what that means is that Joe gets to see folks who are crushing it, folks that are making this stuff happen. He also sees the other side of the spectrum, those that are struggling, and then everything in between. So his insights are going to be very valuable to you as you try to understand no matter where you are in this cycle of marketing and selling and supporting these kinds of services for your clients, Joe's insight is going to be particularly germane as you try to understand how to get to that next step. Joe, how the heck are you this, this morning? Absolutely fabulous. Excited to be here with customers, friends, and family, and uh, looking forward to getting into our material and helping folks get out of their box and start to make real money. Awesome. I'm going to pull up question number one here, uh, Mackenzie. I think I'm going to throw this at you first. We had a lot of questions that came in this kind of spirit here. And folks are saying, look, I'm familiar with this concept of omni-channel, but what the heck is opti-channel? So when you're working with new clients as they come in the door here, McKinsey, how do you define OptiChannel as it relates to our commercial print and agency friends that are here with us today? Yep, perfect. So the way that I define it and what I like to uh, tell people when I'm talking to them is, look, just like you, all of your customers are unique, right? So when your customers come to you, maybe one of them is a university, one of them is a financial institution, maybe one of them is a you know, B2B tech company or whatever it is. And when they come to you for products and services, you don't just prescribe a one size fits all approach to all of them because ultimately they're coming to you to gain some awareness and get in front of their intended target customer or their intended target profile, uh, prospect list. And all those people hang out in different places, right? If you wanna to market to students, it's probably different from if you're trying to market to new recent homeowners. Right. And so in order to get in front of those different people, you have to find them or be hanging out or market to them in the places where they spend most of their time. And so opti channel basically means enabling you to create marketing sales communication programs where you are able to market to your ideal customer profile on the optimal channel for them. And so what that further means is being able to find the different places where they are and get your message in front of them so that it can actually get seen. So opti-channel meaning optimal channel, Yep. correct? 
Yep. All right. And then from your vantage point, Joe, as you're working with existing clients and as you're helping them scale to that next step, how would you define OptiChannel and the value that it brings, let's say a commercial printer or an agency as he or she is engaging their client? Yeah, so everything Mackenzie's spot on, but I would also say that as we engage with clients, the whole nurturing sequence, the journey map, how you treat customers versus prospects versus lapsed customers, former customers, all of those have a different need, a different journey. And in fact, even helping their customers, new customer acquisition, customer-based growth, loyalty. These are just a couple of different programs that have different schedules as we design the uh, marketing elements to Mackenzie's point. So each journey is unique to each opportunity. And that's the power of our solution, being able to tailor design it with rules, goals, and different triggered events. So it really is amazing what you can do for simple to very complex programs. I'm gonna keep uh, the spotlight on you, Joe, here for a second. We had a lot of questions come in around, if I'm selling direct mail to a client, what is the opportunity with OptiChannel? Help us understand how we add in or synchronize this OptiChannel strategy with direct mail. Joe, I want, I want you to give us a crack at that. How do you see that? Yeah, that's an amazing opportunity. First of all, if we had an hour, I could give you the, the thesis on how to really add the incredible value for direct mail. But all you have to do is look at your mailbox and look at the QR codes that 50% of direct mail pieces now have engaged on. Why do you think that is? I'll tell you why it is. 56% of engagement is done on a mobile phone in today's world from a marketing engagement standpoint. So when you take a picture of that QR code on that direct mail piece, instead of sending it to the website, which is virtually worthless, let's send them to a landing page, a Mindfire landing page that has real value and can tee up offers. That's just one example. How would you like to walk into any customer and say, hey, we've been doing direct mail for you for years, but I can help you identify the people that end up on your website as a result of our direct mail piece. We can help you with that. Uh, did you know that 72% cognitive recall is higher from a direct mail piece than a digital ad? These are all value drivers of direct mail, yet many of your customers spend $10,000 a month on digital ads, and they're spending maybe $500,000 with you on direct mail. That seems a little excuse my French, ask backwards. You ought to sit down and talk about engagement and driving real activity using direct mail. And those are the things we can do. And I'd love, in 30 minutes, I can make you an MBA expert on direct mail and how to drive results. And remember this data point, there are 10 key marketing outcomes that can only be achieved from a direct mail piece with our OptiChannel solution that traditional direct mail alone will not deliver. That means more leads, more return on investment. It makes you look like a rock star with your direct mail. I could go on, Dave, but I'm sure Mackenzie has a thought or two. Let me ask you the question a little bit differently here, Mackenzie. Regan is asking, look, I know you folks are talking about North America and the United States, but does this opti-channel strategy, this philosophy, apply anywhere in the world? Or is this specific to the United States or to North America? The answer is yes. People are people. And so ultimately what we're trying to do is get you and your customers in front of their ideal customer profile. So the answer is yes. But again, just to go back to the first question, it's all about opti-channel. 
And so it's not just about sending, but it's about finding your audience in the optimal channel. And so, yes, people are people, but in different countries and different cities, there's some specifics where people hang out. The, the different apps, as an example, that people use in America versus Peru versus China may be slightly different. So the principle of getting in front of your intended audience on their optimal or their preferenced a media channel or way to communicate is the same no matter where you are in the world, but you want to be, you want to make sure to contextualize what you're doing to where you are. So in where your country is or city or whatever it is, focus on where the people are spending their time and then get in front of them there. This next set of questions, Mackenzie and Joe, I'm going to start with you, Joe, on this next question here. As service providers, so I'm talking to our printers and our agencies, implants that are here with us today, as they begin to adopt these services and inculcate them into the product that they sell their clients. One of the areas that I know we see them struggle in is being able to actually market to their clients and to their prospects, making them aware of what it is that they can actually do for them. And a question that came in from Rick, he says, what's the foolproof blueprint to get my own self-promotional marketing out there consistently uh, to sell this to those who don't think about this or don't know that they need it? How would you answer that, Joe? First of all, we do have blueprints already designed that are ready to go with great content. But the number one failure point is our customers. I've, the customers are serious. I've said block out Thursday at 10 a.m., go in for an hour, and work on your self-promotion program. In addition, it's a journey. Your customers don't remember all your capabilities. Your prospects don't remember all your capabilities. The only way to continuously feed them and fuel them with an understanding of the high value you can help them achieve their objectives through your solutions is to have ongoing programs that uh, you put in front of them. I can help you with a, a template that'll get you started. We've already got some built, but I would suggest if you're really serious about growing your business, you have to continually share the story across the different solutions you offer from your customer's perspective. And the technology makes that really easy to do. Here's Westfalls. We're talking about large format print. And here they are uh, offering an office makeover with wide format print. In the recording, you can read the email. It's really well uh, written from the standpoint of all the innovative ways you can use large format to meet your company needs. Go to the next one. We drive the landing page where, as you know, it pre-populates what we know about them, but they ask one simple question. What's your number one marketing challenge? Then on the thank you page, you can click the link and it drives you to a wonderful PDF that I helped them with that shows before and after use of large format, tells a nice little story about gaps and how let your marketing genius soar. Anything's possible. They had a tremendous number of opens and downloads. And they do what you should do when somebody downloads a piece of content. They pick up the phone and say, hey, Joe, what impressed you most about our office makeover PDF? Man, I had no idea you could turn my conference walls into a storyboard. That's amazing. Fantastic, Joe. Should we set an appointment and talk about which walls we should be thinking about for you? That's the classic example of driving new leads into your business. Oh, by the way, one of my customers has been doing this for two years. He gets two to three sales a month from his ongoing nurturing on a bad month. So wonderful opportunity, guys. Love to meet with you, share, share more ideas with you. Mackenzie, on this same thread of how folks can market these services to their clients, I know as 
you're working with new family members, new clients as they come in the door. I know this is something that's often on their mind. And so let me ask you specifically, this was a question that John B. submitted to us. How do we change our customers' mindset that printers cannot deliver digital? What a great question. How would you answer yeah, that, Matt? John, John, great question. First of all, you have to remember that your customer and your prospective customer's perception of who you are as an organization is built up over time. So that's the first thing. The only way to change that perception is for them to get different, uh, to form a new perception based on what they see and based on the interactions they have with you. So let's just say that they only think that you are a print focused organization and you cannot deliver digital as you asked John. If that person goes to your social media, if they go to find you on digital, they sign up for your email list, they go to your website, they go to your LinkedIn and it's cricket. Of course, they're gonna think you only deliver print and that you can't actually deliver on digital because you're not actually showing up in the digital world in a way where their perception can be built to think. And so if you want people, organizations or people to start to think of you as digital first or being able to offer them digital, you have to show up and do it yourself. Go to your LinkedIn, make sure all your team members are present. Make sure you are not only delivering print, but on social, you are interacting. You are posting valuable content. You are doing things. You are showing up as an organization who does do digital and can deliver, di can deliver digital. And when you do that, their perception is going to change based on what they see and the interactions they have with you. Now, one other thing, the other area that you can impact their perception is when you talk to them, right? So when your uh, CSRs or when you talk to your customers and you're showing them all the different solutions you do for them, as well as other customers, start to show them examples of pieces of work that you're doing internally, as well as for other companies, other clients, where you're doing digital as well. Instead of just presenting them the print folks material, start to build and reshape their perception by A, showing up in digital and B, showing them work that you're doing that incorporates print as well as digital. I want to transition to the questions that came in around how do we more effectively sell this? So here are a couple questions. What I'm going to do on this next question, Mac, I want you to give me an answer, maybe a 30-second reply, and then Joe, another 30-second reply on your side. Let's see your view on this interesting question here that Karen asked. Karen says, all right, so if I'm selling this to a client, what's a reasonable test period? Is it three months? Is it six months? She says, I have clients who are interested, but they fear the unknown results. Mac, 30-second hot take from you on that. Yeah, so first of all, this is very normal. Fearing results is completely natural. A, I think you need to test it for them, but one of the most important things I can tell you, Karen, is that you need to be fair about what they're going to expect from this test period. If, you're, if this company that you're selling to has a six-month sales cycle and you're doing a four-month test, how is that? How can you start to say they're going to get sales if you know that the sales process doesn't fit within that? So to answer your specific question, I say four months is minimum. And I think you need to get really clear about what the expectations of that test period are going to be. But I tell customers within that, or prospects within that four months, you are going to be able to deliver what I say signs of life. So engagement things like opens, clicks, some activity. And that's, those are the preceding things that need to happen for the sale, for the enrollment, for the car to sell. But make sure that you are aligning expectations with the time of period in which your test is being done, because that's going to help calibrate their mind to what they can expect and to be able to count that test as a success versus why didn't I sell in this specific period of test? 
Joe, what's your view on this? What's a reasonable test? If a client of ours is engaging a prospect, what kind of expectations should they set? Yeah, I, it, each situation is unique. There isn't one size fits all for the, an answer to that question. I would say absolutely what Mackenzie said. I'm a big believer when you've got, this is your first engagement with the customer, make it easy to say yes. So I like pilots, 90-day pilot to show them the inner workings of a marketing efficacy, then you impressing them with real-time leads hitting their inbox and they're going, oh my God, I had no idea. This is fabulous information. You're able to say, hey, we just delivered this high value lead. I know you were working with them. We re-engaged them, da-da-da-da-da. But you have to have an end state and you have to set the expectation that if we do A and B, like Mackenzie said, it's a six-month or year-month, 12-month sales cycle, we're not going to close any in the first 90 days. So let's set expectations. But if we deliver the engagement and increase in leads, at the end of those 90 days, we're then going to continue the journey for another 12 months. Because at the end of 12 months, it's continuous improvement. And you see it. And I see it all the time with companies we work with. Assuming you've got great data, great creative, and again, a great call to action. Joe, a question from David here. How to charge for these services if you're a PSP, print service provider. So Joe, I'm going to start with you and then I'll throw over to you and Mackenzie. Joe, how do you recommend folks charge? And then also maybe contrast that briefly with how people are actually doing it successfully. Yeah, it's one and the same. It's programmatic. You know, it's printers are great at doing line item pricing. They love doing that because the customer asked for it. And so the first mistake many printers do is they want to line item the marketing. Your email cost is X. Your direct mail cost is Y. Your ringless voice messaging is Z. And you've got all this, this big mess. The effective proposal says what the stated objective is that the customer wants, how the design of the OptiChannel program is going to achieve that. And then your initial investment is $15,000 for the 90-day pilot and $1,000 a month to manage that program during the first 90 days. Total investment all in $18,000. Very easy for the customer to understand. They see it, very logical. We don't start breaking, oh, what if we took the emails out? What would my price be? Let me just put a gun to your head right now, pull the trigger. That's what the results would be. You need to have email. There are people that respond to emails. What, we're gonna uh, not put a stamp on the direct mail piece? Is that what you're asking? So you have to be very logical, make it very easy for them to say yes. And these proposals, starting pilot, yeah, 10 to 20,000, 25, depending on the complexity. And some of these programs go for upwards of half a million dollars. So get excited. It's a, it's a big area of opportunity. I hope that helps. Yeah. So Mackenzie, I know you work with what we call a few target accounts. These are some of the larger clients that you work with and you stay working with them throughout the term of their relationship with us. Can you give us some insight for maybe one of your target accounts around how you see them charging for these services to their client? Yeah, first of all, I just wanna piggyback off two things that Joe said. Number one is you gotta get your customers on some sort of retainer, right? Because you don't just all of a sudden build a program, the program goes live and it's over, right? Before you have to do all the strategy, you gotta deliver results, you gotta help them with the creative and all that kind of stuff. And afterwards, you got to be delivering data, presenting it in a meaningful way. So it's not just like this one isolated incident. That's number one. Number two, I will say the biggest issue that I see, and I'm sure Joe sees this even more than me, just with my target accounts, though, is in the beginning, 
before you start running these all the time, people for some reason want to undercharge what they are delivering. This is, and I always say this, if you've spoken to me, you've been a prospective customer, I've worked with you on your solutions, I always say, do not undercharge because you are delivering significant value. And if you start undercharging, you're gonna overwork, you're not gonna get the margins, and you're not gonna put into it what's required to actually get the results. So A, do not undercharge the value of what you're delivering. B, get these customers on a retainer. And just one other thing from one specific target account that I, that I work with, he delivers automotive marketing campaigns. He's productized the offering. Now, the question you asked, how much do you charge? It depends. It's like asking how much does a car cost, right? So that's where you need to get into what is it, what is the specific solution that you are delivering? What is the cost of the item you're delivering to? If he sells one car with his program, how much does he make, right? So in terms of some specific tactics, A, do not undercharge. B, make sure that you are padding and you have these people on a retainer. Even in the automotive space where they typically don't like to sign long-term agreements, he still has his customers in the mindset that this is a continuous program that he's delivering. And then C, for him specifically, if you are able to productize a workflow and then sell to other organizations that are similar, your work is going to be remain equal and actually start to go down because you're productizing, your margins are going to start to go up. So those are some tactical insights but one of the target accounts specifically uses. I see Darwin asking a question here that I think is important for everyone to understand. And Darwin's asking, hey, let's see, just popped away from my screen, but does MindFire have creative like graphics, copywriting, marketing uh, services that a company, a, a printer, a uh, commercial printer can partner with so that the printer can continue to do the mail, uh, the production stuff, and MindFire can facilitate the creative and the campaign management services. And the answer to that, Darwin, is yes. I happily provide you more information if that's something that's of interest to you, but I just wanted to make sure to answer that on the air since that seems to be particularly useful for many companies that we see coming in the door. Joe, back to you. Yeah, real quick, and I saw a question come in from David Gardner, and yeah, what about those smaller companies that cannot afford ten dollars to $20,000 programs? Yes, you can work with them. I do have customers if it's less than ten dollars to $15,000 program for OptiChannel, they don't want any part of it. But yes, you can offer high value, improved results with smaller customers. And uh, there's a whole strategy around that. Templatize it and uh, have a turnkey approach to what you're offering. So if you'd like to talk about smaller strategies, let's do it. But that can be really time consuming. Set up an appointment with me and I'm happy to coach you through it. But don't stay, uh, walk away from the bigger opportunities as well. What would you say is the top mistake that printers make when offering this service to clients? Give me one, Joe. First with you. They have a small understanding of the scope and they try going unprepared to answer the deeper questions that the customer has. And so they miss a super opportunity because they weren't prepared for it. All right. So they're not prepared. Yeah. I understand that. What about you, Mackenzie? What would you say is the number one mistake? You yeah. Not communicating their value and not charging enough to fulfill on the services. Very short, concise, and to the point. So what I want to do now is I take a couple more questions here and make sure that we continue to hammer down what uh, it is that's on everyone's mind. Um, question that came in from Kathy. Mackenzie, I'm going to direct this to you question that came in from Kathy is this, I'm a direct marketing consultant and therefore who needs to be subscribed to MindFire? 
Is this something that I subscribe to or is this something my client subscribes to? Mac, how would you answer that? Yeah, so Kathy, uh, thanks for the question. It really depends on the relationship that you have with your customers and what they come to you for. So we have both. We have consultants who actually are hands-on in delivering some of those programs. And thus it makes sense for them to subscribe to our software because they're actually using the software as a backend tool to empower and to run those programs for their customers. On the other end, we have consultants who help printers and mailers with delivering solutions to their customers. And so maybe they do some of the content and creatives that feed into those campaigns. And then the, the printer and mailer actually runs the program. So it can be done either way. Like I said, it really depends on the relationship you, with you have with them and how hands-on you are with the execution and launching of the programs. Joe, there's a question here that came in around what it looks like to offer these services to clients. And the question is like this, is this a distributorship opportunity? Do I need to learn how to provide these services to my clients? Or is this something that I can sell and then MindFire fulfills on the back end? How would you answer that question, Joe? Yeah, we've got examples of all the above. I've got some folks using it as a distributor model. Uh, we've got folks that are really good at selling it, but they don't have the staff to build really good programs. So we're where it's where an extension of their company, the customer doesn't even know it. It can be anything you want it to be. The other thing I want to say for everyone that's in print, we're doing some amazingly complex programs that involve print that are unique in the marketplace that you can only get because of the printer's capabilities and MindFire's capabilities. So a lot of you think solely in marketing use cases, but there are others outside of that. So again, I just wish you'd all become students of meeting your customers' needs, opening up conversations and dialogue about the challenges they're facing, what's keeping you up at night, and then let us help you solve it. I think you're going to be blown away at all the different ways we're helping customers. Joe, I'm going to bring up a few of your other um, materials here on the screen. Just tell us a little bit about what we're seeing here so that folks have additional context around some of those innovative campaigns that you're talking about. So what are we looking at here? Yeah, so this is really the home run opportunity. If you want to take every one of your B2B customers that has an outside sales team and immediately close them on a deal for direct mail and opti-channel solutions. So I can't tell you how many times I've been in a meeting with one of our customers. They'd ask me to do the demo for them. It's a big opportunity. It could be medium, whatever. And we go ahead and visit one of our sites and show the vice president of marketing and, and the vice president of sales who are in the meeting, how you're capturing each unique prospect's need. And then when we go to the content and download some content, I then open up my inbox and there's a lead for Joe Manis there. And I turn to the VP of sales or VP of marketing and say, oh, look, there's Joe Manis, EVP of MindFire. He just raised his hand and said, I need a solution like what you offer. How would you like to have visibility in nanosecond of all the prospects responding to your marketing. And I can't tell you how many times the VP of sales says, you've got to be kidding me. I can see every opportunity like that where someone's raising their hand. I said, yeah. And oh, by the way, if you call them in 30 seconds versus five minutes, you're a hundred times more likely to catch you and say, hey, Joe, what impacted you most about our content? How can we help and set that appointment? So when you're showing real-time lead deliverability tied to the Opti channel solution like this, in front of a VP of marketing and sales, you just move one step closer to an opportunity. 
I have a few more examples here. Joe, what's this one that we're looking at? Here's a great example. Started with a pilot for a senior care program. Here's a beautifully designed living options for everyone. We had different residence locations. This is it, the face of seniors living today. There's a whole strategy around this next page. And then we go, this is the email, request prices now. Why would you ask for prices now? We want to find the real serious prospects, restaurant style, dining, housekeeping, maintenance, wonderful place. And then the landing page experience. There it is. Schedule a visit and learn more. This started with a pilot. Results were absolutely fantastic. Grew to 71 location 71 programs just like this pilot across the united states just get out your calcul calculators ladies and gentlemen 71 times fifteen thousand dollars look at that number that's what the one-year revenue was from opti channel marketing solutions from mindfire mckenzie this is an example that i know you prepared for everyone give us a, a 30 second overview of what we're looking at here yeah, so a, and a lot of questions came in around, okay, how do we get started or what do we do? And I think that sometimes it's intimidating when you think, oh my goodness, I only do print slash mail and now I want to do all this digital marketing opti-channel. This is way out of my sphere. And so what I like to say is start where you are and incrementally build from there. This is a perfect example of that. So let's say you have a customer that does financial services mailings. And right now, you're sending mail on their behalf that just says, John, Joe, whoever it is, let us help sa save you money. And the call to action is to go to their website, right? Now, imagine if you're sending a million pieces, everyone knows that only a small percentage of people actually complete the thing. Register, complete the loan application, schedule the test drive, whatever that is. And so what this is aiming to do is help provide visibility into those who are minorly engaged. So they go or looky-loos on the website, as an example, but they don't actually complete the form. So you can get that customer data to your customers so that they can do follow-up actions or so that you can do follow-up activities as a part of their program. And so one incremental change you can make to that program is instead of driving people to the website, where you have no visibility, drive them to a personalized landing page and or a QR code. So this is the same exact campaign. There's two different examples. The one on the right has a pearl. The one on the left has a QR code. Ultimately, and if you go to the next slide, you'll see this, both of those things drive to a personalized microsite that's going to have the person's name on it. So A, there's a level of vanity. People like to respond to things that have their name on it. B, let's say those people come to this site and do nothing. They see this enter your reservation ID or your booking number and they're like, uh-uh, I'm out of here. Or their kids start screaming. You still know that John, Joe, Ramin, Dave went to that site. So instead of a million people who you sent to and a hundred people who responded or whatever that number is, you can say, look, we sent to a million people. We had X people respond, but here's the huge group of people who actually went to that site. So they obviously were interested for some reason. Let's start to remarket to them. And by doing this, you give your customers visibility into those who exhibit some what we call digital body language or interest, who may not all the way go and complete the form. And thus you're providing them extra and additional value to the print that you're doing for them. Joe, let me hand it over back to you, and then I will bring us to a close here in just a moment. Go ahead, yeah, Joe. I just want to tie down point of the wonderful information Mackenzie just shared. We're doing a really super successful program for a very sophisticated website using a Perl, but we're using a redirect page. So they go from the direct mail piece 
with the pearl, it redirects them to the company's landing page, Online Trading Academy. Very good landing page with personal information. So we're adding value to that direct mail piece. Even though we're not building a landing page, our platform is connecting the dots. Another baby step with direct mail that adds huge value for your customer. And we only do about 800,000 pieces a month with, for that customer, just small numbers. What I want to do is I want to go to you, McKenzie, give you an opportunity to say a final word here and then over to Joe, and then we will wrap everyone up in time for their next meeting. So Mackenzie, over to you. Yeah, just keep it short and sweet. Look, thank you so much for spending your time with us, us this morning or afternoon, wherever you are in the world. If you have any questions, we are here to support you. Please don't hesitate to reach out, fill out the form, get in touch with one of us. And just remember, you have the ability to change your client and prospective client's perception of you. And that's only going to change when you start to give them things to start to build that new perception. Start to be present on digital. Start to ask them, why do you want to do that print? Start to have those strategic conversations so that you continue to show up for them and deliver them value. Thank you, McKenzie. It's um, always great to be able to hear from you and from your insights. So I know the community is thankful for you. I'm thankful for you as our clients always are as well. So thank you for being here with us. Joe, I'm going to pass it over to you. What's your final thought for the day? Yeah, again, thank you for joining us. There's just so much to learn. There's so much to do. But I'll leave this thought with you. That was a nice little rhyme. Having said that, every one of your customers, small, medium, large, they're looking for the silver bullet to help them achieve their key deliverables and objectives, whatever they may be. And I swear to you, I live and breathe this 24-7, 365. You can help them. You can be that savior that helps them and makes a difference. Let us help you do that. We're here for you. Thank you. Wonderfully said. Joe, I expect a poem from now on. Everything needs to rhyme, okay? Yes, sir. <laughs> thank you all for being here. I appreciate everybody here in this community. I want to thank McKenzie. I want to thank Joe. But most importantly, folks, I want to thank you for being here. I know your time is the most valuable asset you have. And hopefully today we've been able to encourage you with some insights and with some information that will help you go from wherever you are now to that next level uh, where you and your organization want to be, regardless of the challenges that you face. I know that things are not easy. I know that it's uh, difficult out there in many areas of the world, many areas of the country, but we're held here to help you as your partner. And I uh, look forward to seeing you on the next uh, show, hopefully very soon here and continue this discussion. Thank you everyone for your time and have a great rest of your day. Hey everybody, I hope you enjoy that episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, if you're getting value out of this, it would mean the world to us if you could go over to iTunes and rate and review this podcast. We're still trying to figure out if this is the right name for it. We might go through a renaming. So if you have any suggestions, let me know. And uh, I would love it if you could email us, david.rosendahl at mindfireinc.com. If you're hearing this right now, so david.rosendahl at mindfireinc.com. Just send us a little note. Let us know if you found this episode valuable, if you found it helpful. And also let us know if there's anything else that you would like to hear about on the podcast. We're going to be investing quite a bit into producing these episodes for you. And I want to make sure they're delivering you value. All right. Have a great rest of the day, everybody. Talk to you later.